The Bill Michaels Show. We are here. We're glad you are here. I'm Bill Michaels. Ben Kenny producing the program. Got a lot to get to today as the uh, discussion yesterday. We played part of it for just uh, uh, a quick snippet yesterday afternoon of Aaron Rodgers on the uh, the Pat McAfee show. We want to get into that because I have a little bit uh, of a different opinion. Now, I have to admit, we all know, you and I have never really been a part of an NFL team. So it's a different vibe from those on the outside versus those on the inside. And Ben, as far as I know, you've never played in the NFL, have you? I have not, Bill, believe it or not. Okay. Uh, I, it's astounding to me, but I'll go along with you on that. So the Aaron Rodgers comments yesterday, outside looking in, I had said at the time, I said, I, appl- I applaud him. You know, my assumption is, and maybe I'm assuming wrong, my assumption is that Rodgers has, he, he's talked to Matt LaFleur. They have had in-depth conversations. He has said the same things inside the walls of 1265 to other guys on this team and on this roster. And he's not saying anything that he hasn't said behind closed doors. And that is, in my opinion, is taking a leadership role, which is what he wanted. He wanted to be recognized as a decision maker, as a leader, as a sounding board. And so he gave his opinion to say, look, you know, out of the 50-so plays we had, uh, 20 of them were screwed up, or uh, 10 of them were screwed up. That's 20%, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'll go along with that. 100%. Go along with that. And he said, guys should be losing reps. In other words, you know what? Bench them. We can, uh, we can give some other guys a chance because these guys clearly aren't cutting it. So I applauded that. Ben, did you did you like what you were hearing out of Aaron Rodgers? I did not, Bill. Uh, my first reaction was, I mean, I agree. Like what he's saying, I, it's hard to disagree with it. But mm-hmm. as I listened to it more and went through the rest of what he said, I, I just don't like the avenue. Um, and, and I don't like, I, I guess, a couple weeks ago, it's we got to change the offense. The offense is too complex. Now it's the players. Everyone around me is not playing well. I, I haven't been thrilled with the lack of I am not playing well and I need to help elevate this team from him. Well, he did. He has said in press conferences after games, you know, I need to throw better. I missed this throw. I missed that throw. So it's not like he's completely absolved himself of uh, of issues. You know, he has said, you know, hey, look, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting it done. He, he has pointed his own finger at himself. So I'll go with you on that. Uh, When you start to look at the overall grades so far this year in the National Football League via Pro Football Focus, he is ranked as the 12th best quarterback, which uh, that's probably about right for where he's at. Um, He is uh, Josh Allen, number one, then Mahomes, Dalton. Andy Dalton is ranked as the third best quarterback right now in the National Football League, believe it or not. Uh, there's P.J. Walker, Geno Smith, Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins, Tua, and then Aaron Rodgers. So um, he has had, you know, uh, he's been he's got, gotten sacked quite a bit this year. Uh, nowhere near like Justin Fields has because Justin Fields has gotten the hell beat out of him. But Rodgers is the 10th most sacked quarterback in the National Football League so far this year. 
He also, when it comes to drops, he is the he he has the quarterback with the fifth most drops in the National Football League, technically via Pro Football Focus. It says twelve. Now they've had technically eleven in the last two weeks, so I think that number is a little bit low. But they they say he's got twelve drops so far this season. Twelve drops. He's thrown for fifteen hundred and ninety-seven yards. A completion percentage at 66.8. Yards per attempt are at 6.5 yards per attempt. That puts him way down the list. Uh, puts him 31st in the National Football League for yards per attempt because they're not throwing downfield anymore. So total for a quarterback, he's ranked number 12. Now in pass-wise, throwing the football, Aaron Rodgers also ranked number 12. When it comes to running the football in the run game, way down, 41st in the National Football League. 41st. So there you go. Uh, And I bring all of this up. Why? Because he still has decent percentages and decent numbers. So when we talk about Aaron Rodgers pointing the finger at himself, he's still right there close to the top 10. He's still right there. So it's not... It's not like he's playing awful. So he goes on and says, talk about guys making mistakes. So I agree with you. Now, let, let me let me continue your discussion where, okay, so if it was Aaron Rodgers and he's not pointing the finger at himself enough, I can understand that. He has to a certain extent, but his numbers would show that he's actually playing at a pretty decent clip right now. So, Ben, continue your thought as to why you didn't like what Aaron Rodgers had to say. I mean, I I would also I understand pro football focus grades, and I, I like a lot of it. I just, I guess I hold him to the highest standard possible because I expect the offense to, I guess, run with Rodgers, and it will go as far as Rodgers takes it. And all the personnel around him has struggled, no doubt. But... It's the avenue of going on the Pat McAfee show and saying we have to start cutting reps for players. I guess it's a lot of they and not a lot of we that I hear, right? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of, okay, uh, we as players have to take ownership. It feels like a little bit of coach undermining just a tad. And in the locker room, it might all be fine. I would just love if, you know, they asked him, how far away are you guys from making a run? I would love him to just say, you know, we have to execute better. We have to do this. We have to do that instead of, yeah, you know, these guys aren't playing well and uh, our offensive line can't block and the coach's plan isn't working. I, the lack of we in the in the statements, I guess I wasn't thrilled with. I okay. just I, I'm not a fan of the avenue. I, I'm not a fan of the whole go on on Tuesday and throw a bunch of people under the bus. OK, that's fair. That's now, again, I'm assuming I would be right there with you if I'm assuming that he's never said any of this inside a locker room. I'm assuming he's in a leadership position, and I'm assuming that he has said this to guys around him. Because if he hasn't, then it's the most gutless, cowardly thing he can possibly do. Is go out and call people out, not specifically by name, but call out teammates to be sat as if he was the coach if he's never said it behind 1265. So I'm assuming he has. Maybe that's a bad assumption on my part, but I'm assuming he has. I would agree. So if I like the, I mean, I like the fact that he's saying, look, 
We're not getting it done. Things aren't working. And it's time to start, you know, for some people. And maybe this has been something where Matt LaFleur and he have talked. Maybe on the flight home or something and said, hey, look, this just isn't working. Some of these guys just don't get it. They're idiots. They're not paying attention. They're not getting into the playbook. They're not really concentrating on what it is they're doing, whatever it happens to be. You know, we can lose just as easy with the other guys as we can with the, the guys that are, you know, screwing this up. Let's just start, you know, making an example of people, what have you. Maybe him and Matt LaFleur have had that conversation. I'm assuming they did. So why, that's why I'm kind of interested to see if Red China, Milk Toast Matt LaFleur is going to say anything about any of these comments and get in-depth on any of it today, whether he's going to say, yeah, no, we've talked, I agree. It's time. If he says that, I'll be thrilled. Because then we'll know all of this was discussed behind closed doors. If he says, you know, I'm just hearing about this for the first time, and no, we're not going to start sitting guys. We just need to coach him better and blah, blah, blah. Well, then Aaron Rodgers has gone rogue, and he's put himself on the pedestal, and therefore he has, you know, he's sitting from way atop a mountain somewhere looking down on everybody and saying, I'm better than you. I don't need any of this. And so the reaction has been really different today. And I thought there would be a lot of guys, uh, former players, that would be all in. That would be saying, yeah, right on, man. That's your leader. And they're saying just the opposite. They're saying, you don't do that. You don't go outside on a, on a talk show and start ripping your teammates. You know, even though you're not doing it by name, everybody in that locker room knows who you're talking about. Now you're talking about them outside. Old school, you don't do that. You know, and I was just, I was kind of blown away. Commentators love it. Former players hate it. And these most of these former players are not former players that were scrubs. These guys were all good. So these guys are all the guys that are like, no, no, I was a leader of this team. And one of the points, and I can't remember who said it, it might have been Chris Canty. He said, if I'm another leader in that locker room, I'm going to him going, yo, you, shut your mouth. We keep everything in-house. He said, who inside that locker room is going to Aaron Rodgers and saying, shut your mouth? And that made me think. That made me think. Because he's right. There's nobody in that locker room that's saying, hey, Aaron, shut your mouth. Nobody. They're saying they like the fact that he's being the leader, but not like not liking the fact that he's he's going out public and saying this stuff. Because, like you said, Ben, it's got to be we. We got to fix this. And they all feel that it's veiled shots at, at coaching. They feel that it's veiled shots at other players. And me, I looked at it as it was something solid. It was a move on his part to be the leader. And instead, they're looking at it as, no, you, you're a leader behind closed doors. You don't go out and lead by telling the world that you've got guys that are missing plays and screwing things up and they need to sit and 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 all that. And then the opposite side of this is, this is a guy that wanted to be consulted, wanted to be considered a, a semi-decision maker. And so even more so, you have to take ownership of this. Even more so. Because you were a guy that wanted to be consulted about different moves, about players, about the team, about the situation, about the pulse, about the tempo, all of that kind of stuff. So I, it just it was a really interesting mass of reaction today. Uh, when I was watching uh, both Get Up and I was watching Good Morning Football of, of those comments. Interesting stuff. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. This is what, uh, it was on Get Up. It was on Get Up. This is what Canty, uh, Chris Canty had to say on Get Up about Aaron Rodgers. 
Rogers should take his own advice, man. Stop talking. I'm tired of hearing you talk. And if I'm tired of hearing you talk, I'm sure the guys in the locker room damn sure tired of hearing you talk. And the fact that you point out guys that are making mistakes, maybe they need to fix those mistakes. And if not, we need to get somebody else in there. Gee, the one thing I don't hear is any accountability on Aaron Rodgers' part. He's not saying we. He's saying they. And when you separate yourself from your teammates, that's never a good place to be in, especially when you're the quarterback, because that's a leadership position by nature. And Aaron Rodgers, there's a lot of improvement that even he can make as the back-to-back MVP. When his offensive line wins all of their blocks on pass plays, Aaron Rodgers' QBR ranks 22nd in the National Football League. So let me A-Rod, it ain't just the teammates, the wide receivers, the offensive line. It's you, too. And instead of being a part of the solution, you're exacerbating the issue by making it public. And, G, this is the second week in a row where we've seen Aaron Rodgers challenge the authority of Matt LaFleur. A couple of weeks ago, it was we need to simplify the offense. What did Matt LaFleur say? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> this week, he's talking about we need to cut back on guys playing times that are making mistakes. I'm sorry. Are you the quarterback or are you the head coach? Mm. Do your damn job, and then we can go from there. And it goes on. But that's part of what Chris Canty had to say this morning on, on Get Up early on. I was kind of I was kind of shocked because I, I really thought that a lot of people would look at this and say, wow. Um, he's taking that leadership role. He's stepping up. Everybody loves it when Tom Brady's screaming and yelling in guys' faces. Rodgers is, is, is you know, not only on the field but off the field. And people, the, the guys that uh, were former players in there, no, not happy about it. That was from Get Up this morning over on ESPN. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. I'll actually uh, play for you what Aaron Rodgers had to say, and then I want to get your thoughts on it. Do you think he's taking the leadership role? Or some would put it like he's stepping up on a pedestal. You know? So let's do that. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. Hey, coming up tonight, we're going to be at Kelly's Bleachers Big Bend. Coming up tonight, 6 to 8, it's the Bill Michaels Huddle. It's brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Good food. Good food out there. Huge bar. Come on out and say hi tonight. 6 to 8, we're going to be there tonight. And it's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You know, guys who are making too many mistakes shouldn't be playing. You know, you got to start cutting some reps. And maybe guys who aren't playing, uh, give them a chance. The words of Aaron Rodgers. Welcome back to the program. Man, it is, uh, it's taking a weird turn with a lot of opinions, and that's okay. Um, by the way, Aaron Rodgers, uh, when it comes to time to throw, time to throw, the guys that have the least amount of time to throw in the National Football League with uh with with um more than 100 pass attempts by the way Tom Brady, David Mills, Aaron Rodgers. The least amount of time to throw in the National Football League. Rodgers is under pressure in 2.43 seconds on average. 2.43 seconds. He's got 12 drops from his receivers which, like I said, I think might be a little bit low. He's had four balls batted down at the line of scrimmage, 
and he's had 12 throwaways so far this season, which ranks eighth overall in the National Football League. 2.43 seconds to throw the football, 12 throwaways, four batted passes, and 12 drops. What they consider to be a waste category, the highest waste category, uh, or one of the top five highest waste categories in the National Football League. In other words, guys aren't getting open. They're not running the right routes. The pressure's in his face. He's got to get rid of the ball. Offensively speaking, and and this is where I go to a lot of this gets fixed if it, if at the line of scrimmage he, they were just better. That that's there, There's a lot of that. Justin Fields, believe it or not, has the longest amount of time to throw in the National Football League. 3.44 seconds. Lamar Jackson, 3.17. Zach, well, I don't want to go Zach Wilson. Trey Lance, he was... Uh, Daniel Jones, 3.13. Teddy Bridgewater, 3.06. Jacoby Brissett. Jalen Hurts, 2.84 on average. And then it goes down from there. Offensive line is not doing the job at all. At all. 877-867-1670. This is Rodgers uh, talking about how the players at this point need to take ownership of where they're at. When the players really take over, then you see, you're going to see the possibility of us making a run. So when the players really take over, I'm not talking about usurping power from coaches. I'm talking about... We take over, we take ownership of what we're putting on the field. Now, some of that might be in the plan. So some of that might be, hey, I really want to do this, offense, defense, teams, whatever it might be. Um, but the other part is taking ownership of your, your daily habits and your routines. Just because we're a young team, we can't just write that off as, oh, they're figuring it out. The rookies are figuring this thing out, and they're going to go through their rookie wall and blah, blah, blah. We need everybody on the same page to make the plays that are possible. We need them Monday to Saturday to put in the time to be ready to play Sunday because there's too many times in a game where there's simple, simple things that just are not being accomplished. How close are you? We hear people talk about, like, different players about their team. Oh, we're really close, even though they may be losing some games. Okay, we're close. We're almost there. We just got to figure it out. Do you feel like you guys are close and it's just one player here or there? It's definitely not just one player here or there. Like I said, it's, you know, 20% of the time. If if we have 50 plays and we have 10 mental uh, misassignments or mental errors, that's 20% of the time. So that's way too high. You know, in the past, we're looking more like at uh, – you know, less than 10%. So it gives us, you know, a really good chance to be successful. 20%, that's too high. You know, that's, you know, that's a, you know, one play a series where you're really making it tough on yourself. So we got to fix that. And whatever that is, I think, you know, guys who are making too many mistakes shouldn't be playing. You know, we got to gotta start cutting some reps. And maybe guys who aren't playing, uh, give them a chance. So we're, we're going to see. We made some changes, you know, last week. We moved uh, Yash over to right right tackle. We moved John to right guard, um, Elton to left guard. So, you know, we're we're doing some things. Um, and there'll be more opportunities for other guys, like moving forward, too, especially with our injury situation uh, as we look at uh, this week and see who's healthy. So that's what he had to say. About it. Now, he talks we. So he does – 
talk about him and the guys, the the players. We as a group need to take it over and and make our changes and you know do whatever we need to do to be correct and to stop making the mistakes. He also talks about how he grades his performances. Yeah, judge everything. Yeah, um, every play, my own performance, all of it. I mean, this was my highest graded game by Tom, uh, which made people be maybe surprised to hear. <laughs> but you know, we we uh, obviously didn't execute a lot of drops, uh, couple missed throws, um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're behind the sticks, you know. We're second and 20, third and 25, first and 15s, way too many penalties, uh, you know, way too many drops, um, you know, not enough rushing attempts because we were behind the sticks the whole time. Obviously, Aaron Jones, every time he touches it, has, you know, is going to make a bunch of big plays, uh, has a possibility. Um, but, yeah, man, we just had – there were three or four plays where if we just do what we're supposed to do, the, you know, those are the key plays. I tell them all the time. It could be the first play of the game, could be the last play of the game, any play in between. One play often, two plays, three plays at the most can determine the outcome of the game. And sometimes as simple as plays are just by outside release here. This happened, boom, boom, first down, move on to, you know, move on. We're filled with, you know, getting points in this drive. Um, little things, it's just it's the details. And uh, some of it's on the players for sure, on us. Uh, some of us on the coaching staff as far as making sure that we're really getting every detail into this. But ultimately, like Dallin said after the game, you know, it's about the players. Players players win, players lose. We're out there playing. So it's on us to get this shit fixed. There you go. That's Aaron Rodgers. Um, so Aaron Rodgers, when it comes to his grade for this particular contest, uh, graded out via Pro Football Focus, uh, behind A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, Alan Lazard, he was at 66.5, passing was 65.6. Uh, he did have one run block in which he got ran over, um, but Aaron Rodgers at 65.6 as a rating system goes. Uh, when it's passes, dropbacks, passes dropped, uh, penalties and all that kind of stuff, um, that's where he ranked and where he graded out, which is not terrible. It's, it's not a bad grade. He's right. He put the ball on the money a few times, had some drops. It's also looked at um, as, you know, if the ball hits guys in the hands, uh, they need to catch it. That type of thing. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. So I want to get back to uh, the chatter over on the Bud Light live stream coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Hang in there. I want to get to the phone calls because we got a lot of them. Let's go to Doug listening to us in Luxembourg. Doug, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, thanks for taking my call, Bill. Uh, you bet. Uh, I just want to respond a little bit to Chris Canty. I think uh, last I remember anything about him, he was kind of like a scrub special teams player, so... And everything that Rogers said, he said, we, I don't think he said they once. And he said, I need the ball in better places. If he'd listened to what he said all week, you know, and uh, I'm glad somebody came out and said this publicly because a coach never would. It takes a fan, a public outcry before they make a change over there with any players or anything like that. You know, there's some high profile players on this team that have been told how great they've been the last three or four years. And I'm going to tell you who they are. 
guys like Eric Stokes and Darnell Savage and even David Bakhtiari, you know, we do not need a merry-go-round at left tackle anymore. We had that mm-hmm. years ago at Brian Balaga. You know, it, it it's time. It's time for some changes to be made when it comes to personnel and how poor they play. And they need to see that in public. You know, if it's out there in the public, so be it. It's it's getting to that point. Yeah, Those are my uh, comments, and uh, have a great day. All right, buddy, appreciate it. Uh, just an FYI, Chris Canty, um, he was drafted by Dallas, um, going back to 2005, played for the Giants, uh, won a Super Bowl with the Giants, remember, uh, over New England. That was the famous catch on the helmet game and then ended up with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Chris Canty was a pretty solid player. <laughs> Just an FYI. Uh, 877-867-1670. We'll get back to the phone calls when we come back. A lot of discussion regarding what Aaron Rodgers had to say. Um, I got an opinion. Ben's got an opinion. Everybody's got an opinion on this, so stick around. I want to try to get everybody on the air and try to get as many opinions on this as we can. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L. You want a career, not just a job. You want to be trained, not just told what to do. That is Pindell. And they've got great pay and great benefits as well. Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L.com. That is Pindell.com. Check them out. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. This was my highest graded game by Tom. Maybe people will be surprised to hear. <laughs> but, you know, we, we uh, obviously next to you, a lot of drops, a uh, couple missed throws. Welcome back to the program. Aaron Rodgers talking about uh, got a gold star from the teacher. Nice. Nice. I, I shouldn't make fun. I mean, actually, his numbers uh, did not grade out poorly. Um, so I, I, you know, I, and I know some people don't like pro football focus because they don't feel like it matches up to what it is they they say. Um, when, when you look at a guy like, because, you know, I, I get people say, well, this is the reason I don't believe in it because look at Andy Dalton. He's the second rated, highest rated. That's overall offense. He's 83.5% when it comes to a pass rate, he's a 63 per completion percentage. Not bad. Seven touchdowns, four picks, 950 yards, but he doesn't have nearly as many batted balls. He's got more run attempts. He's got uh, less drops. He's got more accuracy rating. Um, but he also hasn't thrown the ball uh, as, as much as other quarterbacks have, but he also gets rated higher in the run game, and his percentage of handoffs to fumbles is far less than a lot of other quarterbacks. So he he doesn't get in the offense itself operates at a higher efficiency than other offenses do. It's an overall rating for everything regarding the quarterback position, not just a guy that drops back and passes. So that's the way they look at it. And just as far as the offense and the efficiency of the offense goes, that's the way they rated it. I mean, nobody would argue with Patrick Mahomes. Nobody would argue with Josh Allen. Nobody would argue with Jalen Hurts, right? Nobody would argue that. They're up there. But if Andy Dalton's there, it's like, oh, well, that sucks. It doesn't even matter. Well, yeah, it does. 
They're looking at the same scenarios overall as uh, as, as some of these others. So and then you look at some of these uh, guys like P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker's only got 50 dropbacks. He rates higher because his efficiency's been better, but that's, they're just taking it by the efficiency rating. They're not looking at the total number of dropbacks and or games. Geno Smith, 239 dropbacks. Andy Dalton, only 139. He's only played in four games. Patrick Mahomes, uh, seven games, 292 dropbacks. By far the, the most pressured quarterback in the National Football League. So, but and he ranks there. Josh Allen ranks number one. Jalen Hurts at number six. Brady at number seven. Burrow number eight. Lamar Jackson number nine. Kirk Cousins number ten. Tua eleven. That all sounds right, right? <laughs> but you got a name in there that you don't feel should be there. You're like, well, that sucks. You can't do that. You can't take the just the numbers you want to hear versus the numbers you don't want to hear. It, it should be in, in in other words, it should be like, oh, look, Andy Dalton's not playing too bad down there for New Orleans. Maybe the Red Rifle found himself a home. Who knows? 877-867-1670, Let's get back to the phone calls. Eric listening to us in Green Bay. Eric, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Good, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. How are you doing, dude? Doing well today, man. What's on your mind? Excellent. Well, I got a couple things. Uh, first, I wanted to comment on what you're speaking about at Roger, uh, with Rodgers. And then I had a kind of a question to ask you. And I've got a point, couple points about that. But as far as Rodgers goes, I like what he's doing. Man, we have been hearing we, 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 we with these problems all season long. And if it's really two or three cats, the rest of the team knows who it is. They know Mm -hmm. who keeps making the mistakes over and over again. And eventually the other, you know, nine or eight guys on the field at that time that aren't screwing up are going to get sick and tired of hearing this we stuff. So I'm glad he's narrowing it down. He's not actually calling anybody out by name, but like the previous caller said, I like that somebody's saying something, and uh, and I was I have been listening, and he has been talking about you know hey I got to put some balls in some better spots too, so you know mm-hmm. it's not like he's putting it all off on everybody else. So I like you like it. Now my question for you is about coaching decisions. First of all, nothing that's being called as far as play calling goes looks like it builds off of the next thing or, or builds off each other. All this RPO stuff, when they do mix in Rogers under center and, and use Rogers under center, they're way more effective. So, so, so not everything looks like a game pin the tail on the donkey with the playbook. Doesn't really like anything goes from one. And then you try this. I mean, where you've got in a power eye with play action, there's several things that are very effective out of that. And he just refuses and it's creating a narrative here in Green Bay where people are starting to call A.J. Dillon a bust because his numbers are way down. But are they using A.J. Dillon right? I mean, when we get in short yardage situations, whether it's on the goal line or whether it's third and two or fourth and one, we keep lining up in an RPO shotgun. And whether we throw or run out of that, it has not been effective. Now, Josh Allen or Mahomes or something can run that all day long because they are the primary running threat. Those guys will take off in a heartbeat. They have designed runs. Rodgers is not a running threat. Not that he can't, mm-hmm. but he hasn't been doing it. I don't know if that's by design right. or, or what. So I, I just see what I see is LaFleur is pr- trying to be too freaking cute, too freaking clever 
And rather than walking up to the line and saying, hey, we're going to do this, and then punching him in the face and doing it, he's trying to be like the cute little clever sly cuttlefish instead of the killer cuttlefish. Do you know what I'm talking about, man? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. No, I appreciate it. The under center, Pro Football Focus did a whole piece on this about the effectiveness of offenses under center versus not under center. And it, it really does come down to sometimes situational football. But I think it was probably said, I was either today or yesterday, the best was the Packers offense with movement and motion and really good play action for Aaron Rodgers has now morphed into a four and five wide run and shoot style of offense where they're trying to get rid of the ball, trying to let playmakers make plays, trying to do something downfield. He, you know, it, it's a stutter step handoff. For the running backs, it, it's ju- the, the creativity of what was Shanahan to LaFleur to this offense is gone. And what what got them there was X. They've gotten away from that. They've gone to more a Bill Walsh style of trying to be something that they're not. And um, and I agree with what you're saying. I, 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 I've been screaming about it for a while. I don't mind the shotgun. There's time and a place for it. And as Roger stated uh, in some of those, those uh, you know, comments you heard a little bit earlier, uh, when, you're, when you're behind the sticks, and by that he means our down a distance was just poor because of some of the mistakes that we made. So when you're behind the sticks... Um, it's hard to say we're going to be under center and run some of these plays the way they should be. The temptation is to go into shotgun. And that's what Matt LaFleur is calling to try to give Aaron Ryan. Plus, don't forget, he's also the third or fourth most under-pressure quarterback in the National Football League. That's part of the reason they're putting on shotgun so much. When you look at 2.43 seconds on average to throw a football, that's, that's ridiculous. He's not getting any time to throw the football, which is why they're also giving him an extra second. The problem is that when you have one of the, the, he is one of the best at play action. And when you're taking that element of, of his game away, you're not freezing anybody. They're just pinning their ears back and coming after you, which also leads to the offensive line breakdowns. And you're asking the offensive line to say, hey, look, we got him in shotgun. You don't have to hold him as long because he's back there. And not to say that the offense goes with a clock in their head, goes one, two, okay, I can let go. But it, it the pressure of that isn't there. You're, you're kind of, you know, Pavlov's dog type of training them to say, oh, we only need to hold for a couple of seconds because he's already in shotgun. That gives us an extra second. And that's not the case. I agree. I would love to see more of the true original Matt LaFleur offense and the fact that Aaron Rodgers has stated numerous times now, I'm not calling the plays. Certain things I can opt out of, but it's an either-or, but I'm not calling the plays. I like what's being called, he said, to back up his, his head coach, but I'm not calling the plays. So he's telling everybody, hey, don't. it's not me. Don't come at me and say, hey, I'm the one wanting to be in shotgun. I'm the one wanting to do this. I'm the one calling that. No, I'm not sending the personnel on the field. No. And and this is just another 
area where maybe he's had this conversation with Matt LaFleur and he hears these type of programs where people say, oh, Rodgers is checking out of this and calling his own and he's screwing it like he did with McCarthy. Maybe he's now taking a stand going, hey, it's not me. This isn't me. I don't necessarily like it in that sense, but at least you're getting a glimpse because we always talk about Red China and never knowing any information. At least you're getting a glimpse of what, what's actually being thought behind closed doors. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The 3-4 and four Packers getting ready to face the 5-1 and one Bills in Buffalo Sunday night. The Bills coming off their bye week after beating the Chiefs in Kansas City. Stephon Diggs already has 49 catches so far this season. On pace to set a new franchise record, the former Vikings receiver on having the Bills' Josh Allen at quarterback. I'm out here for a purpose. I'm out here for a reason. And as you can see, like Josh has that energy that makes you want to play, makes you want to play harder, makes you want to get open and catch the ball for me. Aaron Rodgers was asked on the McAfee show why the Packers only ran the ball 12 times in their loss to Washington. Yeah, I mean, we're behind the sticks, you know, we're second and 20, third and 25, first and 15s, way too many penalties, you know, way too many drops, you know, not enough rushing attempts because we're behind the sticks the whole time. Obviously, Aaron Jones, every time he touches it, has, is going to make a bunch of big plays. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur on Sunday's game. We put ourselves in so many bad situations that it was hard to get it going. We, we did try to get 33 the ball in other ways. Uh, ran a screen to him on the second play of the game. Then we definitely spit it out to him a little bit in the past game. You know, But we need more plays. Aaron Jones had nine catches for 53 yards and two touchdowns, but only got eight carries against the Commanders. Uh, no big deal. Still getting the ball in my hands. Uh, I could be effective in the pass game as well. Uh, scored two touchdowns catching, receiving, so um, however it, it comes, uh, I'll take it. That's Packers running back Aaron Jones from Lambeau Field. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. back on board the bill michael show we continue on this portion of the program brought to you by our friends john alley and the gang at the water doctors the connecticut water softening system the best that's out there and it doesn't matter where in the state of wisconsin you are you can always get in touch with uh one of those uh, local dealers just simply call john and whether it's uh in the waukesha milwaukee uh jefferson county uh go through all the counties in the five to seven county area around here or throughout the state Give them a call, 262-549-7733, or go to h2thelettero-doctors.com, h2odoctors.com. And they're also uh, big in giving back to uh, veterans through the Custom Canine Service Dog Academy as well. That's h2thelettero-doctors.com, h2thelettero-doctors.com. That's the water doctors. Call John, 262-549-7733. Talking about Aaron Rodgers and some of his comments, is he being a leader or putting himself on a pedestal. Let's go to Joe from De Pere. Joe, how you doing, man? What's going on? Very good. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I think he's being. I don't think he's being a leader at all. And I think when you were, were going over stats about him, um, him, um, and his drops. Do they count Romeo Dobbs when he tried to go across the middle as that shoelaces, or Mari Rogers on the bomb? I mean, those aren't drops. Those are bad passes or very difficult catches. You can't put those in his traps, I don't think. 
And then I just wonder if we are missing out on the Ron Wolf old fit, right? Um, better to let a guy go a year early than a year late. So are we keeping Rodgers longer than we should when it's better to let him go earlier? Uh, that'd be one of my questions. Great show as always. Love listening no, to you. I appreciate it, man. Um, that's a great question. Do you feel, now th- this would be your own personal opinion, but do you feel that Rodgers is declining? Because remember, we had this a couple of years ago, and then he wins back-to-back MVPs. Oh, he's off on his throws. Now, uh, I will say this. Pro Football Focus has them at 12 drops in the season. I have them at 11 drops in just the last two weeks. I had him a couple of drops earlier than that. And some of them, yes, I would consider them. If they're at their feet around their ankles and they get their hands on it, if both hands hit the football and they just flip it, drop it, whatever, that's on the receiver. If it hits you in the hands, you got to catch it. Now, if it's thrown way behind you and your fingertips get on it and you can't reach it or something, I don't count that as a drop. But if you get it into both your hands, yes, I count that as a drop because uh, you should be catching balls that are thrown away. They teach you to catch with your hands. That's what they do. That's what you're supposed to do. 877-867-1670. So a lot of people over on the Bud Light live stream. Um... Amy says some of those throws aren't great, but receivers have to catch balls sometimes that aren't right in the numbers, which we talked about Devontae Adams and some of the amazing catches that he has. You know, receivers catch balls. That's what you're supposed to do. Uh, I'd rather have Rodgers traded and see what Love can do at this point. Uh, I hate to tell you this, but Love is not great. Is there anything that tells you Jordan Love's going to be great? Um, going back, Aaron saying he's not calling the plays is just another lie and a long list of BS that comes out of his mouth. Well, how do you know that, Brad? How do you know that? You know, if this were, if, if put it this way, if this was um, Matt LaFleur not calling the plays, wouldn't you say when asked numerous times about all of this, you know, hey, what is, you know, changing at the line of scrimmage? And he, he would say, you know, well, you know, we saw this, this, and this, and, the, and we changed the play. In other words, Aaron changed the play. You would hear something like that. Matt LaFleur doesn't say any of that. And Matt LaFleur, or Aaron Rodgers, is not sending the packages onto the field. He's not sending the personnel. Uh, Rodgers is not sending the personnel onto the field. Matt LaFleur does. You know, it, you can't blame everything on Rodgers. I'm not giving him a pass. Because I, if anybody's been hard on Aaron Rodgers, it's been me. I think there's a lot of issues there. But I don't know necessarily that this is one of them. Because the creativity from all of this is gone. And to me, this all starts as much as you want to blame Rodgers and you want to look at him and, and say this is what he is and isn't doing. I look at it this way. I look at it as, hey, by the way, the offensive line sucks. They stink. So it, you, you can look at whatever it is you're going to call, but the offense, it starts in the trenches. Nothing works if there isn't blocking. So you can have the best play drawn up, but Aaron Rodgers is right. If it's one or two or three plays where guys make mental mistakes and you don't have the proper blocking or the blocking assignments are, are, are botched, doesn't matter. We got a lot coming up. Stay tuned. Mark Schofield going to be joining us coming up next. 
Going to talk to him a little bit about all of this and what his thoughts are. Peter Bukowski coming up at noon today. We're going to get a lot of your comments over on the Bud Light live stream as well. I promise I'm going to keep getting to them. I'll keep highlighting them. Stay tuned. One hour down, three yet to go. Bill Michael Show brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. Don't forget about the opening drive contest at Quick Trip. Stop in, get gas. You got to get it anyway, right? And then one weekly winner, your name's going to be drawn. You could be eligible for every yard garnered by the Packers on the opening drive. You get 10 bucks, and if they score, you can get up to five hondo by using your Quick Rewards card over there at Quick Trip. Stop in your local Quick Trip and tell them we said hi. Love me some Quick Trip. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.